0: Okay, praise the Lord. I make sure, oh, it reminds me, make sure this is turned off. It was all in my pocket. But anyway, uh, I had, uh, just a little while ago, another praise report I had, I had, I had dropped this out of my pocket, and it was laying right here, and I was looking for that roller thing that we use, you know, and uh, I got up to take a look, and Phil, it was like going back, and you run across something, you see, right. There. that's why I got up. It, I had dropped something out of my pocket. But anyway, okay, uh, we're looking at, we're going to go back to the book of Judges here. And before I do that, let me lay this out again. Look at your Bible here, your index, beginning to end. It truly is. I mean, there's not a spiritual book in this. I mean that, really. This is history. You get spiritual things out of it, you know. But there's not anything. And the Psalms, you can say, well, the Psalms, it's just like our country singers or whoever they are, they write lyrics. They have a reason to do it. Well, there was a reason to write those lyrics, okay. So the book of Psalms is just is a historic uh, thing right there, too. Okay, but anyway, all of this is completely historic uh, all the way down to Genesis through Revelation and of course the Gospels we call the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Some folks are more familiar with just knowing the New Testament but they sometimes don't understand what's the Old Testament. Well, you know, It's easy to figure this out. The Bible can stand on its own, even if you don't have any help. If you just read it, you'll figure it out. You will certainly figure it out. The trouble with reading your Bible is most of the time you don't. And so you have to correct that and say, I'm going to read my Bible. It's like, I'm going to eat breakfast. Okay, read your Bible. Okay. Sometime during the day or sometime during the week, be reading your Bible. Okay. Because you'll figure these things out. Okay. uh, Genesis to Revelation here, uh, straight timeline. You can learn a whole bunch of things. concern in history. It's not what we think history is. The Bible assumes we know God created the heavens and the earth. Therefore, that book Genesis means beginnings. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Okay. Uh, I want us to come down here to... We're going to go straight to the book of Judges, uh, which is uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and then Judges. Now, they're at the promised land right here, but they lost the promised land real quick. And if you'll remember... uh, Moses' speech, Deuteronomy's speech, beginning to end. It's one solid speech. They are at the promised land, but they're not in yet. Okay? Joshua is going to take them in, which is the next book. And they kicked everybody's tail. They conquered it. Just like God said. Just like would have happened 40 years earlier. But they said, oh, there's giants in the land. Okay. So anyway, Moses told them, you guys are going to worship idols. He said, you're going to go. Deuteronomy will state that Moses said, you're going to be in the promised land, but it'll be short-lived. Because he knew they were going to worship idols. Well, I like the sun god. I don't need Jesus to sing about victory in Jesus. I can get victory on my plants by breathing some sort of incense on them. I'll, I'll do the boo 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 boo, or the Ammonites do this, or I'll sacrifice one of my kids to that. I don't need God. Oh, god will take care of everything for you. Now, in the Bible, Bell, we have it backwards. We say, He'll take me to heaven, but we'll walk around here, we'll tell everybody, Well, He won't help you in the car, because we don't hurt nobody's feelings. Somebody has a car, right? Well, Sometimes things like that happen. No, you check the promised land out. Not a soldier died. I mean, I mean that's fantastic. It is truly like we say, victory in Jesus. When it's not victory in Jesus, go knocking on the door. I mean, ask the Lord's help, you know. Uh, but we we in the Bible belt and you check it out. Most of our churches, we're focusing on Jesus wants us to not get angry. Man, I find anger all over the Bible. God got mad at Moses. Because Moses said, I can't go, I can't go. Man, don't send me, send somebody else. And boy, the Lord was angry with him. Moses was saying, well, you know, I, I stuttered. I, 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 I. He was afraid to go back to Pharaoh. Because it was probably his brother, maybe, whoever, stepbrother. It didn't matter. Everybody wanted to kill Moses. And God was saying, do you not realize who I am? I will certainly be with you. And Moses still was like, man, send somebody else. And the Lord got angry with him. Anyway. In the New Testament, we see Jesus get angry. He called Herod a fox. But in churches all over the place, we're all focusing on maybe our family, focusing on dad and mom, and and don't ever, don't ever spank your kid while you're angry. Where did that come from? You go check it out. It's Spock stuff that came out in the early '60s and stuff. And we're focusing on that instead of what the Bible says. There's a reason that you have the capacity to get angry. Okay. You know, you're Irish. <laughs> no, that's another tradition. You know, Mel's got red hair. Oh, she got a temper. <laughs> Jesus had a temper, praise the Lord. Man, when Jesus comes back on that white throne, he's got a temper. I mean, white horse, he's got a temper, boy. It's got nothing to do with that. Remember the Bible says, be angry and sin not. He didn't say, Well, if you get angry, you sin. No. See, we we're focusing on the wrong thing. Get history and find out what happened. Okay. So anyway, they get in the promised land in Joshua, and at the end of it, Joshua has to tell them well, we're going to make a new covenant between us and the Lord. See, it's like we have Old Testament, New Testament. There were so many covenants. David had a covenant with the people as soon as he became king. He said, all right, y'all agree we're going to go before the Lord. They cut a covenant. They said, okay, I'll be your king, but we're going to serve the Lord. Same thing. Uh, Joshua did got all the people together cuz he was getting old and he said we're going to cut a covenant and you promise to not worship idols we promise we promise didn't last two chapters okay so here we are at the book of judges and it went down boom fast remember in the second chapter that angel showed up and said the covenant that God made with you is over with because y'all broke it y'all are worshiping idols so here we go and but before i get to chapter 4 in judges now remember, in Judges, the historic line... Let me back up just a second. The kings don't notice. that You could see it. When do the kingdoms come in? Well, keep going, keep going, keep going. Boom. There they are. Actually, this is all David right here. All David. He was the first king. And then these kings... And I think it's funny. Why don't we have a king... Why don't we have a story, a book about the first king like Hezekiah? We make jokes. Second Hezekiah, whatever. There ain't no book called Second Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a king. He didn't laugh. He was a good king. But even he didn't have a whole lot of information like David did. And so if you follow and do what David did, praise the Lord. Because David, like I say, he loved the Lord. We saw what he did. Okay, now, but before I get to Judges, let's go look at uh, the book of Hebrews. This is New Testament, shall we say. Uh, let's see, where's Hebrews? Here it is. I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And, oh my goodness, look at this. So, uh, he's rehearsing. Let me back up just a little bit. It's a big, long list. Some people call it the faith chapter. You know, listen, the whole Bible is faith. If we don't use our faith, we're in trouble. Notice what he says. What is faith? It's the confidence and assurance that something we want is going to happen. It's the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we can't see it up ahead. Men of God in days of old were famous for their faith. Now why do we have that? Because we got to do it too. We've got to trust the Lord. We got to the promised land and we go, Oh, there's giants in there. I don't care. I'm going. I remember uh, having been looking at the scriptures uh, like we've been doing here, things would come up and for me to go tackle my giant, I'd say, I'm going in the promised land. I'm going. <laughs> you know, i would prayed about something. I'm going in the promised land. That's just what I'd say. And that's what they're referencing here. Okay, by believing in God, we, look at this, by believing in God, it's the reason I harp on evolution and all that kind of stuff. We know the world and the stars. In fact, all things were made at God's command. Well, do we have record of that? Yeah, Genesis 1. Treat it like it's real. Because God is the biggest liar in the world. He's claiming he did it all. And he did. And and that they were all made from things that can't be seen. Well, Rich, I just scratched my head. Well, listen, evolution is the same way. You can't create something out of nothing. It's a law. You can't have antimatter. That's one of the problems that they have when they face their debate. Somebody brings it up on the Christian side. They'll go, because they're scientists too. they go, law of antimatter. You can't have it come out of nothing. <laughs> you know. Alright, but anyway, so here we go. So he's going to start listing, here's the first one, Abel, you know, and then uh, then he's going to say, uh, he's going to talk about uh, uh, Noah, because uh, Noah had to get off his backside and build that boat. I mean, it wasn't like, well, you know, uh, it is starting to rain, let's hurry. No! And I think he spent a hundred years, the book of Genesis points out, it took him a hundred years. Sarah too, look at that, Sarah too had faith. What did she have faith for? Don't you remember the story? She was able, no, but because of this, she was able to become a mother in spite of her old age. See, that's the reason you have to believe these dates is real. How old was she? 80. Same thing an 80-year-old woman today. So it's not like, well, we're going to say, you know, because I have a problem with Abraham living to be 175 years old. No, you don't need to. It actually happened. It actually happened. Remember the story before Pharaoh? They asked him, how old you are? Okay, anyway. But notice, it was by faith. And remember, they named that child Isaac, which meant what? Laughter because they were realizing, man, we laughed. We laughed. We laughed. Okay, so it took faith. Abraham did the same thing. Okay, these men of faith. Okay, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. All right, now let's keep going. He's going to start a big, long list here. Jo- Jacob, Joseph. Wow. Moses. And it's a big list. It's, it doesn't last long. Watch this. It's mostly about uh, Moses here. But then keep on going. Look, here's Rahab the harlot. Oh, my gosh. We don't want to talk about her. Yeah, we do. She used her faith. Can you imagine that? She could have just said, I'm a dead man. I am so dead. They're not going to remember me. No, she said, the God of Israel, I saved the spies. I helped save you, so you promised to not kill me. Boy, I mean, they took that message back to Joshua. Joshua said, what? Rahab the harlot? Okay, we got it. Where does she live? Corner of the entrance to Jericho? Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, a few days go by, they attack him. Right before they attack, uh, Joshua brought it up. Make sure... That Rahab, that building's going to have a rope hanging down, a scarlet thing hanging down at that window. Don't touch it. And they didn't touch it. Praise God. But now all that time, do you think they were texting each other? Oh, please make Joshua. No, no texting. Rahab had to trust the Lord. And guess what? As you well know, she is one of Jesus' great, 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 whatever grandmothers. Wow, she married Boaz. Okay. Okay, now here we go. Look at this. What more do we need to say? It would take too long. To recount the stories of faith, and here we go, Gideon and Barak and Samson. We're going to look at this one. Okay, wow. Okay. What happened? Oh, and by the way, look at this victory in Jesus. Let's just read this through. And Jephthah and David and Samuel and the other prophets. These people, look what they did. They all trusted God and as a result, lost battles. No, victory in Jesus. They won battles. And you're going to win too. This is... This should be, this is New Testament. This is New Testament language. Notice it's not about, well, Jesus is, is, the gospel now is really, uh, it's Billy Graham. And Billy Graham didn't believe that either. Billy Graham believes what you and I believe. It's victory. I mean, once you get a Christian saved, we might as well not ever go to church anymore. Because we don't believe you do anything. No, we need to go to church because God will help us. You know, we want to constantly hear these things. Now, if anybody in the room here we don't know Jesus, well, praise the Lord. Do what those carpenters did. Give your life to Jesus. Okay, okay, here we go. Over kingdoms, ruled their people well, received what God promised them. You mean he promised them something? Yeah. Okay. They were kept from harm in a den of lions. Yeah. And in a fiery furnace. Boy, look what we're validating: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel in the lions. We also had Paul in the lions' den too. In the New Testament. He said so. The Lord saved him. Some through their faith escaped death by the sword. Some were made strong again, though they had been weak or sick or whatever. Wow. Okay. Some women, look at this, had their their kids brought back to life. Their loved ones were brought back to life. Now, some people, they choke right here. They go, yeah, but some of them were beaten. Well, look what they were saying. There was persecution. Man, they were going to give up their life for Jesus. Let's finish it out. They'd rather die than turn from God and be free. Well, Richard, we're going to kill all of you. you, Do you go to Hampton Cove Church? If you say yes, we're going to kill you. I'm going to say, yeah, I go to Hampton Cove Church. By God, I sure do. He's my Savior. I don't care. Jesus said, with persecutions, I still got the hundredfold, but with persecutions, hallelujah. Okay, wait, some were laughed at, their backs were opened up with whips and chains and dungeons. some died stonious because they were like, man, I'm not denying the Lord, okay. But anyway, back to this victory in Jesus. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go now back to, uh, look what happened. Now, we made it all the way to chapter four, so here we go. After Ehud, he was the guy that went in there and stabbed that big fat guy, remember that? That fat guy was in there. He said, oh, I got a message from the Lord. And the fat guy gets up. Oh, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> you know, and now that guy was a, a Samaritan king or whatever it was. Philistines, I forgot what it was. Anyway, they killed him. Anyway. But after Ehud died, everybody started worshiping idols again. Here we go again. After that guy died, the people of Israel again sinned against the Lord. So the Lord let them be conquered by King Jaham of, of Hazar in Canaan. The commander in chief of his army was Sisera. Guess what? He's a historic figure in history. You mean this stuff's not fairy tales? No, it's not. Look him up. Who lived in the Harasheth, Gor, whatever. He had 900 iron chariots and made life unbearable for the Israelis for 20 years. Now, you've got to start believing there's a real Jesus. Because look what that. they got so many nuclear weapons here. they got the biggest, baddest army. You know. But the, the Bible shows us that it's, it doesn't matter how big your army is. It is not about evolution. It's not about how big you are. It's about how great our God is. I mean, that's the reason, if you remember the stories, the stories will just come back to you. Jonathan, King Saul. Remember King Saul? He had a son named Jonathan. And he had a little sidekick. I don't know how old he was. He must be a pretty good size. They slipped out. They were attacking the Philistines and on their way to go get them, they said, let's go get some Philistines because the Lord's able to save by many or few. Now, where'd Jonathan get that from? From knowing the Bible. Moses stood up there in that address and said, one of you will send a thousand to flight. Two of you will send 10,000 to fly. So what's our job? You got to go, that's me. That's me. Everybody that believes it, step one foot forward. You got that's me. But it's like that. <laughs> fairy tales, fairy tales. No. It's faithy tales. Man, we got to use them. Praise the Lord. Got to use our faith. So here we go. He had 900 chariots. He made life unbearable for the Israelis. Look at the time frame. 20 years. What are they going to do? Well, finally, hello, hello, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. You finally had enough. Jesus, help me. Israel's leader at the time, the one who was responsible for bringing the people back to God, was not a woman. I will not suffer a woman to teach. you got to understand that's history. That's the reason you can understand that. But we go, no, 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 church doctrine, Baptists, no women deacons. We've had the assembly in Los Angeles, had the assembly in New Orleans at the Southern Baptist, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, that's where I was heading if I didn't, if Jesus hadn't stopped me. All the while, ignoring history. Deborah was a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth. And she wasn't the first one. Was, I mean, she wasn't the only one. There were several. Haul through the scriptures, you'll find them. Anyway, she held court at the place called Deborah's Palm Tree. I mean, she's smart. She's not going to sit out there in the hot sun, okay? Between Ramon, Betha, and the hill country of Ephraim. And the, Israeli, the Israelites came out to decide their disputes. Uh, one day she summoned Barak, son of uh, Abinoah, who lived in the Kadesh in the land of Natalia. Remember, this is they had the land of Ephraim, all these tribes of Israel, but they've lost their kingdom. The Lord God of Israel has commanded you to mobilize 10,000 from the tribes of Naphtali. Okay? She's telling this. Notice, Barak would have to do this by faith, wouldn't he? And Zebulun, lead them to Mount Tabor to fight against King Jamin's mighty army. Look at that, with all his chariots. That's suicide. And remember, this guy's a historic figure. Cicero, oh no. No, no, no. Uh, Deborah, you've lost it. Oh, I never suffer a woman to speak. (laughs) I'm not listening. No, he knew better. He knew better. Okay. The Lord says, I'll draw them to the Kishon River and you'll defeat them there. Look at that, how the Lord always, you're more than a conqueror. I'll go, but look what he says, only if you go with me. Well, okay. But now watch what he says. All right, she, she said, I'll go with you, but I'm warning you now. Now, what's she going to say if you remember the story? She's saying, a girl's going to get credit for this. And it wasn't even going to be her. All right, so look what happened. I'm warning you now, the honor of conquering Sisera will, will go to woman instead of you. So she went with him. Okay. Well, when Barak summoned the men of Zebulun and Naphtali to mobilize at Kadesh, 10,000 men volunteered. Deborah marched with them. Heber the Kenite. The Kenites were descendants of Moses' father-in-law. Had moved from the rest of his clan and had been living in various places as far away as the oak of fairy tale. Fairy tale. That is not fairy tales. They named who was in this group. These were the. If you read back, uh, when Moses fled from Egypt, he ran to Midian and he married into this family, and that's the, That's who these group were. Okay, wait. When General Sisera was told that Barak and his army were camped at Mount Tabor, he mobilized his entire army, 900 chariots, okay? Including, there it is, the 900 chariots, and marched from this place, Haro, whatever, blah, 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 to wherever, okay? Uh, Look what happened to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, now's the time for action. The Lord leads on. He's already delivered Sisera into your hand. You know, I tell you, every every fight we've ever seen, we've seen this. God leads you into victory. You watch every one of these things. Barak led his 10,000 men down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. Then the Lord threw the enemy in a panic. Both soldiers and charioteers, Cicero uh, leaped from his chariot and escaped on foot. Barak and his men chased the enemy, the chariots as far as Hara, whatever that place he is, until all of Cicero's army was destroyed. Not one man was left alive. Meanwhile, Cicero had escaped to the tent of Jael. Now this is why we were talking about Moses' kin, folks, because watch this. All right? Uh, The Heber, the Kenite, for there was a mutual assistance agreement between King Jamin of this and the clan of Heber. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said, Hey, come into my tent, sir. You'll be safe here in our protection. Oh, she was lying, wasn't she? Uh, Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm very thirsty. So she gave him some milk and covered him again. Are y'all getting anything spiritual out of this? Oh, it's history. You do get something out of it, but it's history. Anyway, stand at the door of the tent, he told her, if anyone comes by looking for me, tell them no one's here. Then Jael took a sharp, boy, this is gross. She took a, pent, a tent peg and a hammer, and creeping up to him as he slept, she drove the peg through his temples into the ground, and he died, for he was fast asleep. Now, she wasn't even in the army. Well, what does that tell you? I mean, look, God's going to get your enemy off your back. He will. And you know, Deborah knew that. Barak came looking for Sisera. Jael went out to meet him and said, Come and I'll show you the man you're looking for. He followed her in the tent and found Sisera lying there dead with a tent peg through his temples. So that day the Lord used Israel to subdue King Jabin of Canaan. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until all his people were destroyed. Now, the next chapter is a song that they sang. Like victory, the singing contractors. They were so enamored by this and they were on target so we're going to look at that song and remember you're not going to get Gideon happens next and God says I can't let you win this battle with that many people you're going to say you did it on your own you've got to know that it's the Lord helping you that's the reason if you listen to the voices that we hear all day during the news and whatever and other people talk about that they never give credit to Jesus anywhere That is a danger to you and I. Okay. Don't you always need to say, praise the Lord, God helped me. God helped me. God helped me. And you're gonna get you know what you're gonna see? You're gonna find he always does help you. But if you start thinking, you know, it's because I got my education, because I just got lucky, I just did this, or whatever, it's gonna go down fast. All right, watch this. So, because look at look at how silly this group was that attacked, I mean, that was in the army. Then Deborah, no words right then, right when that took place. That's the reason if you read this a year later, you'd have lost it. Oh, then Deborah. Then what? Deborah and Barack sang this song about the wonderful victory. And I want to point out, I was trying to find a song for... I was looking at some other hymns and stuff, and I just ran across that victory in Jesus. And I didn't realize how cool this was all going to fit together. Anyway, just just saying, Okay. Praise the Lord. Israel's leaders bravely led. The people gladly followed. Now think about this. They used their faith because we just read it in Hebrews 11. Yes, bless the Lord. Listen, O you kings and princes. Oh, listen. Look at this. He said, uh, For I shall sing about the Lord. The Lord of Israel, when you led us out of sea air across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the sky poured its rain. Even at Mount Sinai. See, he's rehearsing what happened when they got out of Egypt. Remember the mountain was on fire. People were scared to go over. Oh, Moses, you go up there. We're not going. You know, all that stuff happened. At the presence of the God of Israel. And they were supposed to tell their kids. Oh, man, you missed it. Boy, when your daddy was only 18 years old, I stood there and that mountain was on fire. See, that's referenced in the New Testament. Okay, At the prison, in the days of Shamgar and Jail, the main roads were deserted. What was this? Let's keep going. Okay, travelers used the narrow, crooked side paths. Israel's population dwindled. Oh, so this is, see, until Deborah got on the scene. They were all running forever. Why? Because Israel chose new gods. Everything collapsed. Well, we're not going to choose other gods. What about us? We're going to be fine. We're gonna, it ain't going to collapse on us. Our masters would not let us even have a shield or a spear. That was true. The Canaanites wouldn't let them have... They had to go somewhere else to have a plow thing sharpened. They had to go the next county over. Would you sharpen my plow thing? They weren't allowed to have a 9 millimeter. It's kind of like today. Oh, we don't let people have guns. No. Okay. Anyway. Among 40,000 men of Israel... Look at that. Look at that. Look at that statement. Why do we have this? Not a weapon could be found. Well, how in the world did they beat Mr. Cicero? Let's keep reading. How I rejoice in the leaders of Israel who offered themselves willingly. Praise the Lord. Let all Israel, rich and poor, join in His praises. See, this means I can do this. He didn't say, well, boy, they had some really good weapons. And oh, that Barak, she was, I mean, he was really, really good. And that Deborah, you know, we don't have a Deborah today. So, No, that's not the point. It's God. He's with you. Here we go. Uh, Those who ride on white donkeys, uh, what does he say here, and sit on uh, rich carpets, and those who are poor must walk. The village musicians gather at the village well, no, gather at the village well to sing the triumphs of the Lord. And again, they sing the ballad of how, look look at that next phrase. How the Lord saved Israel with an army of peasants. Now, if you remember, we just read in chapter 3. The Lord caused panic to happen among Cicero. And they were all beating themselves up. And that happened in the life of Jehoshaphat. It happened in uh, some other armies, in in Joshua when they were conquering the promised land. That's the reason they're singing their their hearts out. Like those two contractors. They have a reason. They didn't go, you know, well, I lost half my kids and contracting's not doing so good right now. No, they were so fired up they must be singing about victory in Jesus all the time. Man. Awake, O oh Deborah, and sing. Arise, Barak, O oh son of Ebonoah. Lead away your captives. boys. because they got them. Guess who owns those 900 chariots now? Israel. Down from Mount Tabor marched the noble remnant. <laughs> the people of the Lord marched against great odds. They came from uh, Ephraim, Benjamin, and Makur, and from Zebulun. Down to the valley went the princes of Issachar, okay, with Deborah and Brock. At God's command, they rushed in the valley, but the tribe of Reuben didn't go. Well, man, he had one of them, didn't even help them. Why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds playing your shepherd's pipes? Yes, the tribe of Reuben has a, Reuben has an uneasy conscience. Why did Gilead remain across the Jordan? Why did Dan remain? They didn't even join in. wouldn't have mattered. Why did Asher sit unmoved? These were other tribes. Cherokee, Chickasaw, whatever they were. They didn't go. Okay, Up the seashore at ease by his harbors. But the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali dared. Look at that. They dared to die in the field. But they didn't. They conquered. The kings of Canaan conquered Tanak by Medigo Springs, but did not win the victory. See, the Canaanites didn't win. The very stars of heaven fought against Cicero. Wow. Wow. This song ain't even over yet. The rushing Kishon River swept them away. March on, O my soul, with strength. Hear the stamping of the horse hooves of the enemy. See the prancing of his steeds. But the angel of Jehovah. What do we have with that? Psalm 34. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about you and I to deliver us. And even in that psalm he's saying taste and see. Anyway. Put a curse on miraz Curse them bitterly, he said, because they did not come to help the Lord against his enemies. Blessed be Jael, the wife of Heber, the Canaanite. She's the one that nailed him, as I like to say. Okay, Boy, well, she put the nail through his head. Yes, may she be blessed above all women who live in tents. He asked for water. She gave him milk and a beautiful cup. Oh, brother. Yeah, really? She was setting him up. Then took a tent pin and a workman's hammer and pierced Sisera's temples, crushing his head. It's too bad this is a lie. Too bad it's such a lie. They put it in a song. It was never a lie. Wow. He sank and fell and lay dead at her feet. The mother of Sisera. Boy, this is jabbing it, poking him. His mama. She's watching through a window for room. and she's going, Why is his chariot late? Ah, <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody. She's going to say, Well, all the men have to have extra women because they're going to capture the women. So she's making up excuses. Oh no, he's dead, buddy. Why didn't we hear the sound of the wheels? But her ladies are waiting. And she herself said, "Oh, there's too much loot to be to be divided. <laughs> no, you ain't bringing no loot home this time, honey Mm-mm. and it takes time. Each man receives a girl or two. No, they are dead. they got wiped out. so look how they 're mocking it, and Cicero will get gorgeous robes, and he'll bring he'll bring and he will bring home many gifts for me Mm-mm, buddy Mm-mm. backfired backfired Israel got back on with the lord and Called Cicero to perish. Oh Lord, may all your enemies perish as Cicero did, but may those who love the Lord, that's you and I, shine as stars. After that, there was peace in the land. Look at that 40 years. You want to go a 40 year stretch and have everything great? Laid out beautifully. We're just going to let the Lord help us. Praise the Lord. And we're going to be thankful the Lord's helping. It's so simple. It's just simple. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, praise the Lord. We're coming to you and asking for help. Same thing's true financially. Oh, help us there too if we're ailing there. And if it's some other problem today, it's just, oh my gosh, well, what could be worse than 900 chariots and Cicero and going to be conquered and become slaves? Whatever it is, no matter what it is, you'll fix it for us. And we just look to you to do that. And that doesn't leave anything left, but for us to remember you did it and tell others about it, Uh, for it's all because of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, okay. Hallelujah.